0: I'm Marisol. And I'm Adam. Welcome to Reading Aloud, a podcast where Adam and I get curious about meaningful and not so meaningful topics.
1: Meanwhile, giving you insight into what we talk about, why we talk about it, and how we talk about it.
0: Be on the lookout for a new release of this podcast every other Thursday.
1: Okay, so I just want to let everybody know out there, if they do not already, how amazing you are. Like, I have literally never met somebody who is just so uniquely amazing. Like, there's a lot of amazing people out there, but you're just so uniquely amazing. And just the way that you show up in the world is absolutely spectacular. I mean, I am in awe every day of just being in your presence and so lucky to be married to you.
0: Aww.
1: So I just want to say you that.
0: made me cry. Are yeah. you crying?
1: No, I'm not crying.
0: Will you tell us what you mean by all that?
1: I think I was getting at it when I was saying like the way that you show up in the world because it is in this way that is so authentic, so bold, and yet at the same time so sincere and tuned into your emotions For me, it's kind of like, what is the essence of just being human in this world? And I think you, your kind of like embodiment and presence in the world really represents that, where a lot of people, you know, they have certain qualities of this or that, but You just really embody that and it's all about how you interact and show up not only with people but with your environment and surrounding. Whether good or bad, it doesn't mean, and this isn't that like you're happy and you're like super flexible and you're, you know, you're enjoying yourself and you're just like a bubble of joy all the time. Like that's me. You are like just this complete reflection of our essence as humans and it's just it's absolutely incredible
0: wow well that's really nice to hear and really nice for you to say yeah to the world to the world to the world
1: to the world hi world
0: hi world um let me think what i have to say in response to that i appreciated you saying it's not always good and it's not always bubbly because that was going to be my first question is like sometimes i just think that my realness is off-putting at times you know it's like you well know.
1: it certainly frustrates me every now and then
0: <laughs> well and I mean the, <laughs> I was thinking even beyond you but like the the world in general it's like kind of a lot for people I am a lot
1: yeah I mean I think you can be a lot in terms I hear what you're saying and I've, I've seen it a little bit but I also think that sometimes that a lot is your ability to stop and not just dive into something. Like, you're a question asker, right? And I'm not necessarily a question asker. Timing
0: is a skill of mine.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, it reminds me of a joke. Can I tell you a joke? Why can't the Danish tell jokes?
0: Timing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I kind of push back a little bit because... Part of it is that I I think the pushback is that I'm conscious of what I'm doing when I'm doing it. So that piece about timing, about asking questions too soon is, you know, I mean, timing is everything in my work as a, psychotherapist, right? Like asking the right questions at the right time. You know, if somebody's not ready to explore a topic and you bring it up too soon, it's going to land flat and it usually will shut them down. So it's like, you know, I think about timing every single day, but I think that I push through and, and kind of go forward, ask more early on because it's like, yeah, I want to push the envelope. I just sometimes think it results in me looking like I've put my foot in my mouth when in actuality I've made conscious decisions to quote unquote put my foot in my mouth. Mm, yeah. It's like I, I really want to push people. Mm-hmm. I want to push people. And, you know, I don't think that that's necessarily fair. I don't, people don't want to be pushed. But it sure makes for inter- good entertainment, <laughs> you know, and a little bit of uncomfortability is, is you know, makes people think. <laughs> So, so I have
1: to tell this story. It's an embarrassing story for me. Oh, okay. But, um, but uh, we have started to swim in the mornings. <laughs> and uh, this is about my soul pushing she is a, she's a much better swimmer than i am and we're we typically we do kind of our own thing for a little bit but we'll typically do these boards and she'll always near the end of our swim session want to want to do a timed one and at the very beginning we raced and <laughs> when we're racing, this is one of the first times that we did it, we're like racing and she's totally ahead of me and I am working hard. I am like giving it all I got to like catch up with her And I swallow a bunch of water, and I get really mad and upset, and like my emotions are activated. And I just stop, and I slap the water, and I go, "I hate competition." Oh my god, y'all,
0: we're in. I hate competition. We're in the pool at the Y, and this man has (laughs) has slammed his board down on the water like, (laughs) and he's like, "I hate competition." (laughs) which I tried everything not to laugh. You know, then there was the time that I tried running like one of a thousand times and we were running up the hill and I like kind of like rolled my foot, but I just like went with it and I just like a lot, I just like flung myself on the cement. I mean, I fell kind of, but like I just went for it. Like once I could feel myself falling and then just like cried in the street because I was so tired (laughs) and I hate competition. I hate
1: competition. Competition. Yeah, it's so funny that like how when we're comfortable at something, how we feel a openness there to kind of push people. Like when we're comfortable, we want other people to be comfortable in that sense. Mm. And it's it's just you giving that alternate story made me realize that of like how you know oh I I know what's going on I know my limits and so I feel comfortable in pushing you. But nonetheless, I think your questioning and pushing bringing it back to that like sometimes the questions annoy me because i'm like just go for it but like you really have a desire to understand because when you're doing something you're like this is what i was getting back to saying at the beginning you're kind of committing your your utter essence to that thing it helps for you to know your boundaries where i'm just a little bit different in that and that's why i think that you're flipping amazing.
0: Well, I was, thank you again. Um, I was, you know, I kind of let you go on about that. Cause I think one of the things that I really appreciate about you is how much you appreciate me and some of those qualities in the past in my life been kind of untethered or uncontained. So it's just like, I'm all over the place. I need, you know, to be in everybody's business. I need to like push all the boundaries. And so you coming on the scene five years ago and going, Yep, love it all of that. I love everything about that. Really, all that did, that positive reinforcement, all that did was help me cultivate it in a way that I wanted to make it useful to others. I I can't I can't quite explain it, but I know that this is a big parenting tool is like positive reinforcement of focusing on what the kids did right versus what they did wrong. But I think similarly, it's a
1: management approach that I often use too. It's just like, don't try to fix what people aren't good at.
0: And you teach me that all the time. I I do definitely think that um, you you do that management approach with me and it doesn't feel technique-y and it doesn't feel scripted. It feels genuine, like you're really actually focused on what I do well and so then that just means that the things I've done right are the things that continue to grow I I
1: appreciate that just sorry mm -hmm, to cut you off but like I appreciate hearing that in the most part that it doesn't feel managey because like I think that that's an important dynamic of a relationship that the ways that somebody approaches a relationship doesn't feel contrived and it is something that I naturally believe in you know just a way, way of being so, so continue yeah
0: yeah yeah so you know the other day we were in bed and I woke up in the morning and the first thing I said to you was all day long I think about how to be nicer to you and then you just show up <laughs> and, like, and like you totally got what I was saying and then you were like well it must be really difficult to constantly focus on what somebody needs to change like you were like kindly telling me that I spend my time focusing on solutions with you and you were you were like it must be really challenging to spend your life like that and so which was just a perfect way of cluing me (laughs) into the fact that yes it is true I spend a lot of my time going oh that was good but not good enough and then telling you where the not good enough part was. And I think there's a fear for me, and I think this is why anybody does it, is that there's this fear that if you don't point that out, then people will miss it and people will think that they're doing okay and they'll stay at that place. But the truth is, is most of us want to grow and change anyways, and we can, we can like, it, like course correct by focusing on what's right. Mm-hmm. And it works really well in relationships because I am a product of your positive reinforcement. You are at times a product of my criticism, which leaves you feeling pretty puny about yourself. So why can't I change that? Like why can't I just believe that the positive reinforcement model would work better?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's interesting and, you know, there's there's kind of with anything you could make like some type of pros and cons list, you know, of like, wait, can I can yeah. I
0: tell you? I think that it's because early on, I thought you could do no wrong, and I didn't highlight anything. I didn't criticize you, and I did see that you didn't make a ton of changes in certain areas,
1: right. and that's that's kind of where totally that's like where I was <laughs> seeing is that is that sometimes when you're not, Doing that, I think that the positive rein- part of the positive reinforcement model is a little bit more of a long game. What I mean by that is like, is like the changes occur at a much slower rate, and so it's a balance, right? Because sometimes people need to be called out on things that they need to change or grow at. And then the, the, those seeds that have been planted will eventually grow. And so, you know, we, we need to learn from each other, right? Because where I don't struggle at all in giving you positive reinforcement in the things that, like, I think support the relationship or make me happy or make you happy, you know, in, in that way, I struggle with voicing things that I want you to change that need to be voiced from my perspective. Where, where you don't, and that's actually a really healthy thing. Like, you're like, hey... I would like this to change. I have a clear boundary with this or I need this to shift to support us in the relationship or whatever the thing is. Um, you can voice that. I struggle in voicing that. And so I think there's something that we can begin to learn from each other there. And this is not necessarily new to us, but it's like we're constantly growing at this.
0: Well, and I think for me, I am at a breaking point because I'm tired of myself in that way. I'm tired of being, you know, nagging is a word you can use for that. Critical is a word, you know, judgmental. I'm tired of that. Like it's, I'm bored of that way of being
1: it's making me think of that movie what's that like trading places wasn't like olsen twins or whatnot where
0: what where is this going
1: well well because it feels like you're like there are certain qualities that you have
0: that i lack Got at it. Got <laughs> <So>. it. <laughs> wait but we are kind of twins <laughs> We're like the we did come out of the gym this morning wearing the same outfit unplanned black jeans yeah Green yeah. heathered, mine's green fatigue. Yours we is both heathered. got our hair
1: cut today, and it's you know amazing. It's, it's it's amazing. What else? You had a black yeah, hat. Yeah, I had no I had
0: black je- backpack. Yeah. Brown shoes.
1: Brown shoes.
0: Man, we looked good. Uh-huh.
1: Solid. <laughs> Solid. Anyway, I mean that was just a joke. That the like trading places, but it's you know I wonder how many couples out there have this dynamic where one kind of holds one aspect of the wisdom and the other holds the other aspect of the wisdom. How do you, in your opinion, how do you think that couples can not trade those places but share that information and learn and grow from each other. Like, how does that happen? I think you
0: have to, I think for one, one of the things that you do really well and that we have to do is like, you have to appreciate that in the other person. Like it's pretty different than me. And of course we're designed to, you know, we've worked our whole lives to become the people we are. And although gosh, ton of people don't really like themselves, which is really sad, but I think people like to think they're right, that they've, you know, the way they've designed their lives is the right way to do it. So you have to first acknowledge that another way could potentially be right or better. Right, And the other, and you know, I think that that's one of the, the things that I hear the most is successful relationships are ones where the, the each person respects the other person that respect right. is a really big part of. To
1: me too, that's a lot of letting go of ego because it's letting go of like my way is right. Uh-huh. Which I
0: have a lot of, but I, but what I have more of is respect for you. Uh-huh. Like, and then the way you walk in So that can kind of balance it out. Yeah. yeah. I don't really see you as inauthentic, you know, to kind of go back to where we started, where you were like, you're super authentic. And I, I mean, gosh I loved the description of I am sort of an an outward expression of the essence of humans humankind you know that I love it's the
1: range that you show I yeah. think in your thing that's where that was coming from right and obviously I mean who the heck am I to like say what is the essence of humankind but it's just like well
0: I think it's that mirroring and that reflection you know like people see themselves in me and a lot of different people see themselves in me as I reflect back to them what I see I would agree with that but but I like the way you walk in the world because it's got this peacefulness and this simplicity to it that's like you know this morning we're laying in bed and I ask you the question what happens if one or both of us fall out of love with each other and because I had had that dream that you Divorced me and <laughs> but played by a, another character of a friend of ours in our life. You were actually yourself, um, but I had this dream that you divorced me, and maybe
1: it was like in a sitcom or something. Anyway, it I was going. a little yeah.
0: traumatized because I saw somebody that looked like that person walking down the street today, and I was like, Oh, ah. <laughs> there it is, it's happening. <laughs> but I love that person, I love that friend of yeah. ours. Anyways, point is, is that. You know, I ask you this question about, like, what would you do, what if one of us fall out of love, or both? The first thing you said, I'm not actually interested in entertaining this idea because I'm operating under the premise that this is never going to happen. To which I responded, that's good and all, but... If that feeling or lack of feeling slaps you in the face one day, I'd love to know you know what to do. Well, what we might do. Like right. I think it's interesting because I think people might very easily say, "Well, if we both fall out of love, then we're going to get out of this relationship." Or if I fall out of love with you, then I'm out of here, or I'll cheat on you, or I'll whatever, or I'll just stick it out and suffer. But like there's so many different answers to that, and I I want to know what our value is. I mean, you know, I really wanted to kind of talk about like would we. We remain friends and remain in a relationship. Like, what does the vow of marriage mean to us, basically, mm-hmm. is the point of well, that. I mean,
1: and that's that's where you're kind of like, that maturity of the questioning, I think, really comes in. What I was speaking to earlier around, like, you approach things with such emotional attachment and wisdom. That's a really mature question to ask. I also think there's a side of it where... It's worth having the conversation. You also, I believe, need to let go of any expectations that you're gonna know the answer.
0: No, and I wanna tell you that what you ended up saying at the very end was actually better than anything. To just say I appreciated the simplicity piece of it that was like I don't actually want to even talk about this Mm -hmm. because it's not going to happen I'm not interested in the what if of it because part of me does suffer from my like incessant curiosity and you know I don't I think the conversation went well enough but by the end we were kind of like a little bit in a daze because we were like gosh that that was a crummy thing to think about what we would do if we, you know, I think I liked what we would do if we both fell out of love, stay best friends and separate if we needed to. Right, right. Um, but that of course, but then the point that you made, and of course that would be after a lot of time of just being in the relationship as is and seeing how that felt, it wouldn't be an automatic exit. What you ended up saying was the point is, is we have really great communication. So no matter what happens, we will start by communicating. And that reminded me where I sometimes have distrust. Like, well, will you tell me everything that you're thinking and feeling? And then, but if you say you will, then that's a pretty incredible outcome is like we just talk we'll just talk through it and we'll be in communication and we'll make you you said we'll walk each day we'll take each steps each day just in the same way that we walk in our faith just every day we show up in our faith and say okay here is what we're presented today how do we walk in a faithful way
1: mm-hmm. incredible yeah i uh, yeah i appreciate you sharing that i mean i don't i don't have a, a lot in terms of like Yeah, like to carry it anymore. We're hungry. Yeah, I'm really hungry.
0: Uh, (laughs) We uh, decided we were too hungry to do this podcast before we did it, and then we did it anyways.
1: Brain, slowing down.
0: Hunger. Um, But no, I
1: I appreciate you know I appreciate this conversation. It wasn't exactly like where we thought the podcast was going to go but you know i think that this like this essence of 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 conversing and having conversation based off of compliments and one's analysis of the other person in like a positive way is a really healthy place to kind of start interacting with this person like i really enjoyed this about you that i don't have or that you have that like i'm just appreciative of because then that person hears that reflection is able to like receive that and then offer reflections back. And for us, I feel like that always kind of creates really healthy communication. So thank you for your compliments today.
0: Love you, babe. I love you You're too. you the best. Thanks for tuning in and listening as we discuss what is meaningful and curious to us.
1: And don't forget to rate, review, and share with your friends.
0: Bye.